Hey, everyone. Um, from time to time, uh, Farley and I make mistakes. What? I know. It's shocking. shocking. But we have a quick fact check to do. Um, a listener emailed us uh, from our field trip episode to the VMFA when we went and saw the Black Photographer's Annual. There were a lot of dates and a lot of history in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we made an error. So we're mm-hmm. going to correct it right now. So... Also, we did we did preface the episode with we are two white ladies. That's right. <laughs> so this is not our area of expertise. No, but um, we should get our history but we're, right. We're so in an effort to yeah be better citizens. Yes. Um, and check our privilege. We are going to um share some actual real information. So I think, and I I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something about. Malcolm X and the Black Panther Party. Yes. So just to clarify, and this is good learning information for, sure. for, for me too. So Malcolm X was assassinated in 1965. Um, and so in the wake of that assassination, and there was also some um, uprisings happening in the 60s in Los Angeles, um, sort of in those contexts, that's when the Black Panther Party was founded. So right. Malcolm X didn't found the Black Panther Party. I don't know if I said that. If I did, I'm sorry. That was wrong. Um, but the Black Panther Party was founded by two um, students, college students, Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale. Um, and they founded the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense in October of 1966 in West Oakland. So there you go. There's all the facts. If you've not listened to that episode, go back and listen to it because it was a great exhibit. Yeah. And now we got our facts straight. Yes. So there you go. Thanks. So much in life is scripted, but this is unedited. Listen in as we have casual conversations about art and faith. Welcome to Unedited. I'm Farley Sanderford. And I'm Jennifer Chetlett. And today we have two of our friends joining us. I'm super excited. <laughs> it's kind of a spontaneous. Yeah. Well, it's like, like you mentioned earlier, yeah. before we actually started recording, this is kind of like true to the nature of the podcast because it literally came out of a lunch conversation. We were having lunch with... Just an hour ago. Just an hour ago, we just dragged our friends and were like, hey, you're going to record with us. Because we were going to talk about this, and we started talking about it at lunch, and so here we go. Here we are. Yeah. Um, So last week we talked about the Christian film industry. Yep. We're going to introduce you. Just hang on a second. (laughs) (laughs) This week we're talking about the the contemporary Christian music industry. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so at lunch with us were our co-workers, uh, Dan Reeves Hello. and Rachel Land. <laughs> Hi. And so they work at the gallery um, with us, and they are here um, to talk about Christian contemporary Christian music. Mm. So everybody has a lot of thoughts on this. I, I know I have a lot of thoughts. It's the best. Wow. Okay. They can't the see you shaking. <laughs> no, they can't see me shaking my head. <laughs> There's a slight inflection there that they might pick up on. Right, right. Um, so if you grew up in the church, um, you're aware of contemporary Christian music. CCM. CCM is how, it's how the kids talk about it. Right, right. right. Um, <laughs> I'll do a quick history and then we'll jump in. 
gin that can dance. That's right. Um, so it grew out of the Jesus movement in the 60s. Um, again, this is from Wikipedia. We're all, Super scholarly all and true, supporting. All true things come from Wikipedia. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it grew out of the Jesus movement in the 60s. Um, it's kind of, uh, it's got some Southern gospel roots to it a little mm-hmm. bit, but it's, it is um, moved into pop rock all of that it's all hit all genres. yeah all of it um and part of it is because like rock and roll music was like dismissed by the church mm-hmm. which i'm i don't know i'm old enough like to remember that do you yes yeah absolutely yeah yeah i mean i, re- I remember like um i remember a sunday night church service where like the the back masking like the records were played backwards to no so, way really uh-huh. i've so heard about hear, it but i've never oh no i witnessed it firsthand so you could hear what the devil talking to you <laughs> ozzy osbourne especially was yeah famous for that. there were things backwards if you they literally played records backwards and like everyone was to go home and break their records yeah. like that i that is my childhood was i remember there, that was there anything like revealed when you played the record backwards some of them i mean you had to like garbled and demonic yes i don't know what's your experience with that dan yeah i think we're terrified of anything that wasn't christian you know and so especially rock and roll music because it led to lots of things you know (laughs) (laughs) but also like like it was inherently evil you know like and so they were like record burning parties and families would empty out their houses of of rock and roll music you know or in the cassette tapes when the, those are things that have music or on. actually <laughs> even before them the eight tracks yeah, yeah. yeah wow. where all the evil was yeah, yeah. so it, there's a like a long history so i think it you know it came out of that it was the church's mm-hmm. response to the sex drug rock and roll fears of the 60s you've seen the movie footloose you know kevin bacon and all that <gasps> yeah that, that was movie. actually sort of reality for like, yes in my upbringing like, yes mm-hmm. yeah um like the pioneers of CCM, the, and this was like a trip down memory lane for me to look at this because <laughs> uh, I hadn't thought of some of these names in a long time. Keith Green, um, who was a pretty thoughtful songwriter. Um, he died in a plane crash. Second Chapter of Acts, remember that name? No, you don't know that one. I do. Some of these other, Andre Crouch. No? Okay, wow. Uh, of course, I mean, the big one, Amy Grant. Yeah. Everybody knows Amy Grant. She's still recording. Um, Michael W. Smith also still around. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC Talk newer, but they were yeah they were more nineties. Um, and then uh, the 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 big like the first metal is Striper, which get, <laughs> we're like, that's a damn sweet spot. He's yeah, super yeah, yeah. excited to about Striper. Can you sing some of it for I can't us? Sing anything. Oh come on! I could probably actually mimic them if I had to because wow. they would sing very well. Okay, no, I won't do that for you. Dang. I'm not that kind. Wow. To hell with you. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. So, and some of them crossed over. Like mm-hmm. Amy Grant crossed over and was played on like secular radio, DC Talk. I think I, they have Striper listed as as a crossover band, also. Yeah, at one point. Yeah. Um, Amy Grant crossed over after her divorce. Right. She's no longer sort of welcomed in that. Industry. Right. So, yeah, and then, um, you know, of course, there's pushback against CCM, probably alongside with it. Um, But anyway, yeah, so that's like a quick, that's like the older history. I think we'll get into more of the newer history as as we Mm -hmm. talk. So what do you guys think about the difference, some of the differences, or are there differences between CCM and worship music? 
So I have a friend who, who studied this a lot, uh, Rocky Munoz. He's an excellent theologian, but he's, he looks at like art and faith and um, like how the church has distanced itself from art for a long period of time and how there's a need to like draw that back in. Mm-hmm. And he looks at uh, CCM and, and says that there's a distinct difference in its like production value. Mm-hmm. The, the voices are louder than, than, the, uh, than the instrumental portions of the music so that the message can be heard more. So if you listen to a song that's a Christian song uh, in comparison to like a normal secular rock song, you almost immediately detect a difference between the two of them. And it's that, it's like they're, uh, accentuating the, the voice uh, more than the instrument. And it's, it's a quality difference. You can hear it. But even in, okay, so even in like songs that are played on Christian radio, not worship songs that are played on Sunday yeah, morning. Yeah, okay, yeah. all of them. Okay. Yeah, like you can detect that if, if you're listening, if you're listening to just Christian music, you don't notice. Right, right. But if you're listening, like if you're changing back and forth, you know, when we had radio stations before mm-hmm. Spotify and all that, you know, and you're, if you listen to one song, you would hear there's like some quality difference mm. in just the pure sound of any Christian music versus any secular music. Mm. And, it's, and it's that, that like the balance of the, of the sounds. Mm. Mm. How about content? I feel like a lot of um, CCM songs have all drawn their lyrics from the same word bank. Mm. You know, there's just like a lot of like watch words. I don't know, like mm-hmm. lamb, <laughs> Jesus, like my God, mm. rock, um, victory, yeah, yeah. come, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. just like it's a lot of, it's a lot. It's the same thing said in slightly different ways, just mm-hmm. slightly different tunes mm-hmm. that you can't hear as well because the words are too loud. <laughs> Which is interesting um, that you say that because I think of um, like Christian art visual art that's not done well is the same it it's not really um exploratory and it's not like it's narrow mm-hmm. in its content mm-hmm. again we slam lifeway a lot but like this the kind that that kind right. of art like, is what i'm thinking about lion with the crown of thorns like right, right. laying next to a sheep right right, right. And a river in the background right yes yeah like but the dove but even like theologically like there's a lot of like similarities between like hymn music and christian music where they're Mm. often talking about like conquering versus like Mm. peace and love and the things that also come out of our faith Mm. like almost inherently in christian contemporary music it's about that like personal like victory through through christ and conquering like my god Mm. will conquer you know like Mm -hmm. and overcome all the hardships which is Mm. also sort of saying we think also that we have it really bad you know (laughs) Which is historically like where the church was at the birth of this genre of music. Do you think we're still there or we moved away from that? So this is the other thing that was interesting that came out of lunch was that like none of us really listened to it a lot. But are we still in that messaging that or do you think it's changed? I think that's the crisis of the church. Hmm. There's enough people who are saying no, better and different and more careful. Hmm. And but yet there's still like this large portion of the church that's saying Actually, that's dangerous. We need to protect and keep it the way it is. Mm-hmm. That's more about mm-hmm. comfort than it is about growth. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's it's not it's in transition. And I think we'll get into more of that line of um, thinking when we start actually looking at some different bands. Um, but tell me about uh, your earliest experience with CCM. So this is not Sunday morning, but like your earliest, the thing you remember. This and this always like shows everyone's age. Should I go first? You go first. Okay. <laughs> You're the youngest in the room. You go first. My my very so for 
the four big groups that were like I had all of their CDs mm-hmm. growing up. Um, I post. I only had one cassette tape as a child, but I I came in right at CDs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had all of Jump Fives, which I had not heard of yeah. before Christian you Pop. mentioned they're, that. They're still a guilty are they pleasure. Boy band or are they? They're they're boys and girls. Do they have like choreography? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's do kind you know of like any of the choreography? it's like. Uh, Yes. Can you still do it? No. Oh. <laughs> um, so disappointed. But it's it's basically like Disney Channel, but with mm. like Jesus thrown in. Oh. You know? Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's a really good description. Yeah. That paints quite a picture for yeah. me. Yeah. So okay. Jump 5 was my number one. All right. And then Zoe Girl. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was... They were big for me, and they were something that like that the whole family could get mm-hmm. around. You know, like my mom liked. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad didn't like Jump Five very much, but <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Super Chick, she was pretty cool. I like. I okay, really I listened to them she, a lot. They were like um, reminded me a little like, bit of Pink or like yeah, they're like kind of angry. They had some like girl power uh-huh. thrown in there yep. that I really like. That's a, funny. I listened to like, them as a 30-something-year-old yeah, toads. Yeah, <laughs> I listened to them too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like Jesus thrown in in the midst of sure. all of that. Gotta have a little Jesus. And then I think at, towards the end of my like childhood, just about into like teen years, mm-hmm. Toby Mac was real big. I've seen him in concert. So have I. Yeah. Came all the way to Alaska. And wow. We were there. All right. <laughs> all right. Are we going in age order? We're apparently going in age order. Okay. You're next. All right. So when I was younger, like we, my my family, like my parents listened to mostly, like almost pretty much exclusively Christian music. Like mm. a little bit of like, my mom was into disco. Really? Yeah. She liked like the Bee Gees and that kind of stuff. I know, so but I like, love knowing like, that about your mom. Or, yeah, and I used to like it. Used to be like so embarrassing that she would like <laughs> like this music, but now I'm like obsessed with the Bee Gees. I sure. Love Bee Gees. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> other than like the oldies, like 50s, uh-huh. 60s, and some disco, mm-hmm. like we li- only listen to mm-hmm. Christian music. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was younger, it was like I'm just listening to what my parents listen to, sure. right? Because I'm sure. a kid, so um, so it was like. For him, number for him. Yeah, yes, I remember, remember them? that. Name. Um, Point of Grace. I saw them in concert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, over there, Dan. <laughs> um, Amy Grant, of course, was one that we un- until she got divorced, right? And then we didn't listen to her, anymore. right? Uh, poor, poor Amy Grant. Poor Amy Grant is right. Yeah. Um, and then, but then, like, when I started to become a teenager, you know, it was, like, trying to find, like, my own thing. Uh-huh. But as far as, like, Christian music, I was into m- music in general. I was, like, really into, like, punk rock and ska and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I listened to, when I was listening to Christian music, was, like, Five Iron Frenzy. Anybody remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah? They played at my church one time when I was, like, in youth group, and mm-hmm. it was, like, the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, I was into Supertones. No, no. Um, and Johnny Q. Public is a is a band I'm remembering. Uh, that name sounds familiar. Um, All Star United, DC Talk, of course. Sure, those are like the ones that kind of stick. That's out a lot. Most. That's a pretty eclectic group. All right, we're going in order. You're next. Okay. Other than Striper, which you've already no, no, put we out talk there. About Striper, they're important. Okay, they're oh. really important in my life. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, the first like 
experience other than Amy Grant, who was the family Christian artist, you know, mm-hmm. my friend listened to Petra. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm like, I don't really know. I didn't the really coloring con- song. I didn't really know mm-hmm. the songs. I didn't really, it didn't connect with me somehow. Because I was like, mm-hmm. like, like heavy metal, hard rock, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I need big hair and leather, mm-hmm. you know, like this is like outside of the house <laughs> when I wasn't. so mind blowing. Yeah. Outside of the house, like <laughs> when I wasn't around my parents, I'm like, all of those bands. Do you have like, pictures? I feel like we might need to post a no, picture with this podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I might have had a rat tail or like. Oh, oh God, you had a ponytail at one point and an earring. Yeah. Yeah. But this that was like grunge period, you know. But oh, anyway, okay. during this period, I was like, it's not loud enough. It's not like electric guitar enough. And then so I found Striper, like their first album. I'm like, oh, that's so good. And so I like killed that thing, like. In the tape player as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Did your parents friend, accept Striper? They didn't really know about it that okay. much because you know, little uh, what do they call them? Walkmans. Yeah, they yes. yep. earphones for yep. the first time. Yep. Yes. I think had they seen a picture of them, they would have been like, "No, that's horrible." Because everything outside of like the church that looks like the world was like seen as so evil. Compare them to a secular band. Who were they most so, like? Like Poison, maybe. Okay. I would think big hair, leather. Uh huh. You know, lots of guitar riffs. And lot, stuff. Lot, lots of guitars, and I don't know if they had makeup. But I'm not sure. They weren't like Kiss. No, no. no. Like all made. Okay. No. I thought they did. Theatrical. Have... Yeah. I mean, they okay. became more like that. Like their last album that I listened to, they had more after that, but they went mm. downhill fast. Mm. <laughs> so they topped out at "To Hell with the Devil," <laughs> which was just screaming "To Hell with the Devil," basically. Right. right. Which kind of worked for like my churchy background, but uh-huh. also worked for my my metal like. Mm-hmm. Hate, angsty. Hate, angsty kind yeah, of yeah. It felt kind of weird, but but then it was like, wait a second, something in me at, at a point was like, that's just sort of hokey and weird, you know, like yeah. And s- s- listened to other secular music and was, was like, that's not really the same thing. They mm. look the same. They sound sort of similar, but I was I checked out after that I think, for mm. a while. Mm. So that's but I but I for a good two or three years, striper was the thing. And mm-hmm. If I could have found a pair of leather pants, I would have worn them. I'm sure. Wow. <laughs> it would not have been a good look. Oh. That so that was your earliest, early, 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 and then like, so I sort of walked away from faith for about ten or twelve years, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Uh, came back into like third day and cadence call, mm-hmm. and that was all like mid to late nineties stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. so like, like started mm-hmm. listening to like the channel. I don't know what the, the channel was in the area that, I, mm-hmm. but like they played the same like twenty songs over and over again, right? Yes. Until that got tiring, mm-hmm. and then. But the ones that I did like hang on to was like Cadence Call because they were sort of going somewhere in their faith that was mm. exploratory and questioning right. and things like that, which was mm. interesting. Even though I didn't know that I should do that myself at the time, <laughs> I'm like something, something, something resonated. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. Um, I mean, mine was Amy Grant. Also, that was actually the fr- I was a little girl when I went and saw her. I remember the album cover. It was very uh, was very Whitney Houston esque. The album cover with pink like it had amy grant and pink on i can still see it can you sing a little bit no um cannot nice try. yeah <laughs> um but so yeah we had amy grant um but then i saw a lot of like as i was researching some i saw um mylon lefevre who was one of the he i think it was him crack the sky i saw morgan crier um degarmo and key i think they were all in one concert i've seen michael w smith a couple times mm-hmm. seen stephen curtis chapman Mm-hmm. Um, all these, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then we saw a lot of like smaller artists. Um, I think I saw Point of Grace out of out of the gray who would go to churches. So they weren't big enough. Like, I mean, I'm sure they were all out of Nashville, but they were they would make the church tour. Susan mm-hmm. Ashton saw her three or four times. Um, 
Yeah. So I saw a lot of <laughs> Christian music in mm-hmm. my teens and 20s, mm-hmm. a ton. Yeah. Like I, I probably, oh my gosh, I've probably been to at least 15, maybe 20 mm-hmm. um, CCM concerts. Oh, yeah. Um, did so, anybody ever go to King's Fast? Do you guys know what that is? Yeah, actually, King's we took Dominion. our kids. That's when we yeah. took our kids. So King's Dominion, they had this big Christian yep. music festival. And they saw um, Toby Mac and uh, Mandisa and I'm blanking on the other guy. Yeah. No, we our kids were little. We yeah. took them. That's what my parents did mm-hmm. with me and my brother. Yep. We're like, well, if we're going to go on vacation, yep. we're going to go see some Christian music. Right. Yep. <laughs> Nobody's mentioned Chris Tomlin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like he's every- newer. He, yep. Well, and he's like more like worship music. Yeah, yeah he's and newer. And CCM so that's back to that other. Yeah, sure. There's right. Yeah. There's music for church, and then there's. But we listened to him. Like I went to a concert with Stephen Curtis Chapman and uh-huh. Chris Tomlin, uh-huh. and Third Day, maybe something like that. Okay, all in one. that's quite cool. a concert. Yeah, I think that's true. Well, I just thought of Reliant K. Mm-hmm. I, are they part of? Yes. Okay, so, so I still how love did I Reliant. Not mention K. Ben's and I think it's because, like, I don't think of them as like, like Christian. Christ- they're not like heavy-handed with mm, like. No. There is reference to faith in so many of their songs, and they even like they probably say God a few times mm-hmm. in some lyrics, but There's it's not like, like Jesus in like one or two songs. It's not like but... Jesus reign in us now, <laughs> like, <laughs> like music. You know, it's. It's right, like, it's just fun. Music. Yeah, it's fun music where they explore some things that matter and some things like Sadie oh, Hawkins really dances silly. that are like mm. valuable to young people's experiences. Mm. Mm. But. One of the things that I've noticed, or a couple words that have come up, is Christian secular, like separating those things. Um, and can we? I think it would be really interesting to talk about the. A, that we noticing that we separate them right like mm-hmm. the CCM and what we call secular music are separate things um, and also like how what has your experience been like with having both of those sort of categories and how have they sort of um, how have they been like incorporated or yeah like what are, what are those sort of categories mean for you? I mean, I think, uh, uh, like, for me, like, an easier way to think about that is, like, did you listen to your Christian music with your friends from school or vice versa? Ooh, yeah, that's a good question. Only Reliant K. Mm. That's because, like, it wasn't weird. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I I don't know. I, like, when I was growing up in in middle school and early high school, it was not cool to be a Christian. I was made fun of mm-hmm. in middle school for going to church. And, and so whenever I hung out with my friends, I was like, I'm not going to show them like jump five (laughs) with all your moves. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not going to show them like the weird songs, uh, that we listen to in church and, you know, fulfill Mm. that stereotype. Mm. And so it was something that needed to be separate Mm. for your own self-preservation. Yeah. For my self-preservation and just because it was convenient that it was already set up that way like christian right. music mm. wasn't like it wasn't contemporary music it was contemporary christian music. it was trying to be separate yeah mm. i think it's because and i mentioned this at lunch like i think it's because christian makers have taken that like we need to be set apart too far like it's mm. just it's not enough to be like a singer or an artist you have to be like i am a christian artist mm. like like being a christian just can't be part of 
your experience as a human mm. on this earth. Like right. it has to be like labeled the the banner on yeah. top of the stage. Mm. Yes. There's so much fear like that you that it, like in my upbringing as like I was a parent of young children of your kids being corrupted by the world. The world is bad mm. and Christianity is good. And I was thinking about that today like like even the, in scripture it's like man fell not the whole world you know but somehow the whole world is bad and tainted mm. now there's lots of scripture that talks about the world but it's, it's typically talking about people who are are like in relationship with god or, or faithful to god as the world it's the people that have like the bad ideas mm. but this this idea is like everything in the world that isn't uh christianity or the kingdom or whatever is is bad that's and then we saw that in like be careful what you say about like creation and the world and beauty and, and the glory of God in the world. Like that was all like restricted to only like churchy things, mm. you know, like, mm. so there was this great fear that if you interact with anything, but things inside the church, mm-hmm. you're subject to the evil in the world and yes. it can get you, you know, like mm, yes. we might lose you to the world. Like the world isn't bad. The world was created as good, you know, mm-hmm. says it lots of times, you know, mm. um, but we somehow lost the narrative that, like, you know, creation is, is inherently good you know, and people were made very good, you know, like, mm. That's that's part of our faith. Mm. We lost it. Mm. I think um, music reflects. I mean, like art, all art does reflects a lot of what's going on in society, like historically. Mm-hmm. And so I look back at like just at my life and and um, and the church and the history of the church in that time. And like the church was very much separate. Everything was separate. You mm-hmm. were in or out. You were part of this or not part of this. And it was really hard to marry those two worlds. Like for me as a kid and, and a young adult, they were very separate to me. And the music was a reflection of that mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Music was kind of a point of contention in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember, when I was in youth group, like when we would go to like retreats or mm-hmm. trips or anything, like we were not allowed to to bring any non-Christian music with us. Wow. Yeah. We, I, like my friends and I still snuck some. Of course. Um, well, my friends did and I borrowed it because I was a wolf follower. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like there, like you say, there's this separation and this fear of like anything mm. that's not like mm. – contained or has that Christian label on it is Mm -hmm. going to be damaging. Right. Like, um, and so there was like, even within quote unquote secular music, like there was some music that I was like, not supposed to be listening to because Mm. the lyrics were, could influence me Mm. or, you know, Mm. had cursing in them or whatever the case was. And it was very restrictive and Mm. I didn't, something in me like always felt that that was not right, but I Mm. didn't know. I didn't understand why. Um, I found this blog post um, and that opens with, um, she says, when I was in high school in an act of theatrical piety, I destroyed all of my quote unquote secular CDs. Uh, I understand my teenage self and what I was thinking. (laughs) I felt I felt at the time that Christian music was holier than anything else. And I hope to guard my heart from anything unsavory, quote unquote, in non-Christian music that might uh, infiltrate my spirit. And I was, as I was reading this blog post that she was writing, I was like, I identify with that so much, like in both the prohibition and the destruction of anything that isn't like with a Christian label on it. Like, yeah, that was my, that was my upbringing. That 
phrase like guard my heart has oh, been like commandeered that. to mm. to cover so many things yes. to keep Christians separate so from from participating in culture. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I think as makers, like we we agree that it would be best to be contributors and like shapers of culture. Mm-hmm. And and instead we have this like Christian music, Christian movies, Christian books that remove us from culture. Mm-hmm. And instead we become a vacuum mm-hmm. of self-affirming mm-hmm. contributors where we're just like giving stuff to each other. Yeah. Like, and it's just so, like circulating around. Like yeah. that's so why all many... the songs sound the same yeah. and have the same like five words. Mm-hmm. Like there's there, like a prescription. There were so many, I think, especially young women for some reason mm-hmm. in like my house church when I was in college who like I would talk to um, and ask like, what kind of music do you listen to? Like, we're going on a drive. Like, what do you want to listen to? Like, right. Oh, I only listen to Christian music because like if I just notice a, a big difference, a shift in my heart when I, when I'm mm. not. And I'm just like. And there's something to be said for like, you know, if, if that does lead you to, and that's an entirely different topic, but to like, I think it's created like the separation of like Christian culture has created this fear of, that's exactly what I was thinking, fear of like the secular, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I might think something wrong if I, if I listen to a secular artist and I'm just Mm -hmm. like that fear of like, I don't want to. I don't want to go there. So right. I'm just going to kick it here with Chris Tomlin. And <laughs> and the, the, at the heart of that is like this idea that rejection is good, right? Mm-hmm. Like the story of scripture is all about like whatever man rejects, like God chooses as his very own. That's like a theologian. I can't recall the name uh, quotes that, but I think it's, it comes directly out of scripture. The whole narrative of scripture is God choosing, mm-hmm. choosing humanity, choosing creation. And here it's the Christians who are saying, no, like mm. those, those things are rejected. Mm. So I think we would, Earlier in life, I would have thought about like the rejection being something else, like um, like maybe a good thing, but also maybe um, like the world rejecting us, you know. Mm-hmm. And God chooses us as Christians, but I don't think that's, that, that 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 is the story of Scripture. It's God mm-hmm. choosing the things that the holy, pious, religious people are rejecting, and and then using as a as a structure of power and gatekeeping. You know, mm-hmm. no, God chooses the the other ones. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but. The Christians are the one that are sort of like, like dividing, othering. Mm, yeah, mm. we're going to plug that othering podcast on every podcast. Yeah, for so far, we've been successful. Yeah, if you've not listened to it, go back and listen to our othering podcast. Be one of my favorites, right? <laughs> I don't know why, um, but some of what what y'all are saying and some of what we talked about last week um, sort of leads into the next question because last week we talked about the Christian film industry and how. They're made, you know, by Christians with Christian content for a Christian audience. Um, so my next question is about, like, how do you feel about this as a business? Um, because CCM is a huge business. There's mm-hmm. a lot of money poured into it. So um, what are your thoughts about that? Like, oh, yeah, tell me all your mm-hmm. thoughts about it as a business. If you look at the product of that, of the artists who have gone into that as, mm-hmm. as performers um, and the number of them that have just been destroyed by going through that industry. Yeah. It's as much of an industry as anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, like making money off the backs of the, the idea of God and people, you know, like, does it feel a little icky? Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, it, feels yeah it really, really does. Icky. Especially yeah. if you look at like what's happened to those artists that have right. like grown in their faith and said things. And now they're out 
are ostracized. In the right, community. because their message no longer fits yeah. what the studio, right, right. marketing message about how do we basically make money off of this segment of society who's willing right. to spend endlessly, apparently, on mm-hmm. the next thing that sounds the same. So they're not allowed to be artists who are exploring and growing as people mm-hmm. who happen to be Christians. They're, they are to fit within this mold to keep making more money for the record label. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair statement? I think so. Could you make that same argument, though, for like any artist that they are to make the same type of music for their record? Sure. I, well, I, yeah, I would say a lot of musicians probably have that same that same struggle like mm-hmm. the because the record label wants what's going to make money and if the last record made money they they want that again right so i would say anytime you're making art um where you're funded that way that's i mean that's hard i think that's hard yeah. um, it's hard to be to use an art word avant-garde right it's mm-hmm. hard to like challenge mm-hmm. the sure the norms if like oh well last rac- last record did really well so we need right. you to Do prescri- you know mm-hmm. use the same mm-hmm. format and just sort of yeah. Change the words around a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It just gets sticky because it's our faith and we're like selling it to make money. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't know. I mean, I, it's a business and I get, I don't fault people for making money. Mm-hmm. And as, as I think about this, I, I would say that for any other genre of, of music, there is, from what I can see, more diversity artist to artist in mm-hmm. other genres. Mm-hmm. Like they all have to make money. They all have to sure. bring in you know, stuff for their record labels and whatever. Mm-hmm. But there is, I feel like, far less diversity in content and style mm-hmm. than uh, in, in Christian music than in the rest of You think genres. that's changing? Now? So you're younger, but, like, what do you think now versus when you were a kid? I, th- I, think, I think it is changing. I really, now that I'm here on this talk, I really wish I listened to more <laughs> contemporary Christian music, so that I had more in my arsenal to think about. Well, we literally but, hijacked you an hour ago, so thank you for <laughs> yeah. for coming. But like, I think specifically about Christian rap and mm-hmm. how like Toby Mac was like the Christian rap that I grew up with, and boy, he was one of the it, first. Yeah, it has come a long way. Uh-huh. It yeah. was like I don't even know if Toby Mac could be like a real rapper. He's like yeah. pretty poppy, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But now you have Maybe people more like, like hip hop. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. now you have people like Chance the Rapper, who is a rapper, who is a Christian, and mm-hmm. Lecrae mm-hmm. is, does he qualify as rapper who is a Christian or I think Christian rapper? No, I think he calls, can, okay. calls himself rapper a rapper who is, who is a Christian. Christian. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it the only genre that is based on an idea set, whereas others are based on style and sound? Mm-hmm. And yeah. within mm-hmm. style and sound, you have a, lot, a diverse set of ideas. Yeah, that's a this good point. This is one set of ideas. Maybe played a little bit differently in style, mm. but not that differently. Mm. Honestly, there's mm. so little diversity. In, in it's sound. better than it was, though, in the '80s. Yeah. When I think back to when when we were kids in the '80s, it's it's it has come quite a long way. It's still based on the ideas, yes. rather than yes. the style. Yes, yes. I think that's fair. That yeah. Now let's look at some artists. Okay. So Lecrae and Chance the Rapper, we mm-hmm. just mentioned. I am not familiar with them at all, other than I've seen Chance the Rapper on that commercial with the Backstreet Boys for Doritos. Is, are they both what? in both It's an markets? amazing commercial. If you haven't seen it, find it on YouTube. Good it's brilliant. I'm going to. I think it's I've brilliant. seen it. But they, are they both like what would be called crossover artists? Are they both? Actually, I don't know that I you hear them. I think they're just rappers. Yeah, I don't, you don't hear them on Christian radio. Who just happen to no. be 
Yeah. Because they don't fit that mold. Right. So they're not even on Christian radio. No. But they, yeah, okay. Um, Do they question too much? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like a telling, it's a wondering. Shameless plug for... We're going to talk about her some more. Brene Brown. Come on, somebody. She, I just watched her Netflix special and her TED Talk yesterday. And she talks about, at one point in her TED Talk, she mentioned one of, like, the biggest problems with the way we talk about um, spirituality and, like, the church is, like, the level of conviction of which we we talk about things in the church like mm-hmm. there's no room for questioning and that mm-hmm. and mystery and, yeah yeah and there's not no, having to know yeah, everything there's mm-hmm. no mystery to faith that we mm-hmm. like take part in it's mm-hmm. like you buy into this set of beliefs mm-hmm. and if you don't then you don't fit that mold and mm-hmm. you're out yeah. yeah so so how did you come across Brene Brown you told me to uh, watch her. <laughs> <laughs> you said that no, it's <laughs> two things. All right. Oh my word. So instead of like just maybe going through this list, who who are you listening to? Who is a thoughtful artist who's a Christian? I think the only Christian artist that I listen to is Josh Garrels. Uh-huh. I came across him because I happen to be in the same church as him because I'm name dropping. Really cool yeah, look at but you. No, but, but like what I liked about it was it was diverse in its sound, mm. and it was like the first real Christian music that dealt with actual life and, mm. and like the discovery of faith mm. and failing and like searching and reaching all of the things I'm, I was in the middle of doing mm. and needed something that didn't sound like manufactured. He was making his music in his, in his bedroom basically. Mm-hmm. His, his basement, I think. Basement, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just constructing this really, really beautiful sound mm-hmm. that, that dealt with real issues. Mm. Mm. All right. Who else? Who are you listening to? Who is a thoughtful artist who happens to be a Christian? Jackie Hill Perry. She's a spoken word artist and mm. rapper. Mm. And she has a lot of thoughtful things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think she articulates herself really well. And, mm. um, she talks a lot about her experience and struggles with faith and mm. disappointments and st- mm. stuff like that. Something mm. that is honest and not just a conviction. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't listened to them recently, but Reliant K that we mentioned Ayo. earlier. I think they're technically Christian artists. They used to be on a CCM label, but I don't know if they still are. I was on their Spotify the other day, and the first tag on their Spotify is alternative, and then hmm. I, so I think it's alternative hmm. Christian alternative. But interesting. So like, mm. they're still Christian technically, but yeah. I don't. Okay. But I wouldn't say CCM. Anymore. Okay. Um. And cheating because this is already written down. Uh, John Mark McMillan, mm-hmm. who so he was at the Breath and the Clay mm-hmm. this year. He was also a performer last year, mm-hmm. and I remember going last year and seeing him and just being like, "Oh, this is so good!" Mm-hmm. Like I really like mm-hmm. um, what he what he makes, mm-hmm. um, and his voice is really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just very thoughtful. his stage presence is good too. His, yeah, just everything about yeah. it is just wonderful. Yeah, I'm gonna do a shameless plug. Go ahead. Um, so friend, there's this um, there's a couple who are friends of Ben's, um, and they're a husband and wife duo, and they have a um a band, mm-hmm. um, and they um, uh, it's called Lowland Hum. You should check them out on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are just precious people, mm-hmm. and they make really 
thoughtful, beautiful music. Mm. Um, and they just also happen mm. to be followers of Christ. So, mm. um, but yeah, it's not like yeah in your face. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really good. It's just good. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Check them out. Um, yeah, we do have a list, but I'm going to mention somebody who's not on here. Sean McDonald. He's, he is. He's out yeah. of Seattle. Yeah. I used um, to, I've seen him in concert like four times. Have you really? Yeah. I keep waiting for him to come to the East Coast and yeah. he's not. He took some time off. I, I don't know. Anyway, is I like a, his sound. I thought he was still I think categorized he, as... CCM? Yeah. He might be. Okay. He might be, but his music is thoughtful. Yeah, it's like that questioning stuff. Right, right. And his sound is good. It's a little different. He's got a really cool voice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like him a lot. Um, But anyway, the next topic I think is a little more interesting to talk about. um, Artists who are not Christians, but their music is full of faith. Um, Their lyrics are thoughtful. Um, So let's go through that. Who who are you listening to or who do you have listened to that would qualify? I don't know if it fits your category. I, I think that they are probably faithful people. You too. Like the the spiritual like faithfulness of their songs. Mm-hmm. The spiritual faithfulness of their song. That's sort of my worship music now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it, it's honest and it's honest about like the hard things and the beautiful things. You know? I would say he's very much a faithful person. I mean, we mm-hmm. talked about that at lunch. His interview. If you've not seen the interview with Bono and Eugene Peterson, go look it up. I, I'll put a link to it. Actually, it's mm-hmm. really good. But not CCM. Not no. Christian definitely artist, not. You know? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Well, Bono grew up in like the Catholic Church, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in he has the, oh, like background. I, I, I always forget. Is it Northern Ireland that's Protestant and Ireland that's Catholic? Is that right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Someone will email and tell me I'm wrong. Back so, check time. <laughs> back check time. It, or the other yeah. way around. I'll give. I'll build myself in. It's either one or the other. But he is from. He is an Irish. Mm-hmm. Irish Catholic. Okay. There you go. I listen to Sturgill Simpson, who's not a Christian. I think he came out of like a life mm-hmm. of faith. Um, is sort of really irreverent, and mm-hmm. he, like, but he has these songs that they're very like old school country sound, but mm-hmm. new, interesting ideas. And so mm-hmm. he talks about there's a song "Turtles All the Way Down," talking about like the things in his faith that were like equally like problematic as mm-hmm. as Christians would see, like <laughs> like other faiths that would have like the myth of like. The, the world or creation is just a series mm. of turtles all the way down, you know, cosmically, you know, mm. so, which is wow. a really far out idea, yeah. but he's talking about mm. like the blood and the wine being sometimes mm. equally like problematic the way we mm. handle it, you know, mm. really interesting. And it causes me to like actually go into my own faith and say, well, what am I believing that's false mm. and finding something, but he's not a Christian artist at all. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, uh, well, this is, I guess, the other category. Um, Emery. They are a band. They have a podcast too. Oh. That's speaking of irreverent. Right. We've <laughs> talked really about them before. That Christian podcast. Oh yeah, you've mentioned them on our podcast episode. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah they're yeah. they're good. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean for me, I'm a huge Mumford and Sons fan mm-hmm. and we talked about this at lunch. Yes. Marcus Mumford, um, his parents are in the Vineyard Church. I think they still are. I believe they're were um, from California and moved to the UK to start the vineyard church there. So he grew up in the church. Um, and I'm not sure where he's currently with his faith. I know there was a while that he stepped away, but you can hear it in his lyrics. The lyrics yeah. are really thoughtful and um, interesting and you can just see the struggle. And I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. 
plus there his the sound is good like the sound has changed but mm -hmm. it's a different sound too so it's artfully well done to some of the best artists I like now are former Christians actually which mm -hmm. says something about what we do to people you know mm -hmm. in, in our faith sometimes mm -hmm. we produce situations where there's harm and suffering and mm -hmm. not space for people and that 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 journey produces like this creativity and like beautiful like introspective mm -hmm. useful like art you know mm -hmm. um, and I don't think it's not faithful it's not standard Christian but it's but really really useful to faith I think mm -hmm. um, and their own journey is, is, you know, you can see that in there, whether they would claim Christianity or not, mm -hmm. they've gone through this thing that is inherently harmful, teaches us something that is, we should be better at as, mm -hmm. as a community of faith. Mm -hmm. And they go somewhere that's sort of beautiful too. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nickel Creek? Who are they? One? I've never I, heard of them. I keep yeah, thinking, Nickelback. yeah, Nickelback. Not which, Nickelback. Nickelback. I'm not endorsing Nickelback. Nickel Creek. It's uh, they are. I, they're not together anymore as a band, but they. Um, it's a trio, and they're kind of new grassy. Mm. Um, there are some like references to sort of spiritual things, um, and. I really just, I like the actual, the music and the lyrics are really thoughtful and mm. Mm. yeah, bring me to tears sometimes. Mm. I feel like we could talk about this for talk about music a forever. lot longer. Um, uh, one thing that I, I think, um, so in a lot of the articles I read, and we'll kind of wrap up with this, is that the um, CCM industry is um, struggling. There are not as many crossover artists as there were 10, 15 years ago. Um and I think it reflects where we are in the church. Um, I think people no longer want to have two separate, they no longer want to have two separate worlds. They want to figure out, I will, I'll speak for me. I no longer want to have two separate worlds. I want to figure out mm -hmm. how to, how to live as one person, mm -hmm. you know, a, as a, as a faithful person um, and, and not feel like I have these two separate things that I have to balance. So um, yeah. And I think that's part of, of where the church is right now too. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, this was a great conversation. Thank you for uh, letting us talk you into, <laughs> you know, we, we brought you from, from lunch, which was, again, Mexican food, because that's what we do. That's how we do. So we should just warn people, if you come to... If you come to lunch with us, you're probably going to On a podcast a day, you're probably going to end up on the podcast. So thank you for coming. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you would like to reach out to us, please email us at podcast at worldhorizonsusa.org. If you have questions, comments, show ideas, please um, let us know. If we've made a mistake, tell us. Um, we will correct it. But that's it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Unedited. This podcast is produced in cooperation with Gallery Edit in Richmond, Virginia. You can reach us at podcast at worldhorizonsusa.org.